two, three, go. Okay. Welcome to Sports Mad Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past two weeks, we've had four posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. In the first post, we described the paper where the authors reported that high school athletes with a concussion report depression symptoms up to seven days after an injury. However, these emotional symptoms may resolve over 12 months. In the second post, we reported on a study where the authors noted that sports or physical activity-related concussions are related with suicidality in high school students, persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness, current alcohol use, or current marijuana use may influence the relationship between a concussion and suicidality. We also shared two consensus statements related to treatment after our first-time anterior glenohumeral dislocation as well as another about improving concussion education. If we take a closer look at that first post, we find that the authors performed a prospective cohort study of over 2,100 high school athletes to assess the depression symptoms over a year after a concussion. The authors recruited athletes from 31 urban, suburban, and rural Wisconsin high schools from August 2016 to November 2018. Before the student-athlete's sports season, they completed the Patient Health Questionnaire 9, a screening tool for nine depressive symptoms. Higher scores indicate signs of depression. Additionally, student-athletes completed the SCAT-5 Sign and Symptom Checklist, where they rate each of the symptoms on a 7-point Likert scale. When an athlete sustained a concussion, they were re-evaluated within 24 to 72 hours, 7 days after injury, at the time of return to play, three months, six months, and 12 months after injury. A total of 125 student-athletes suffered a sports-related concussion, where 29% had a history of concussion. Football was the most common sport for male concussions. Volleyball, basketball, and soccer were the most common sports for females' concussions. 58% of the student-athletes returned to play within 14 days, and 92% of the cohort returned within 28 days. Compared with baseline test scores, depression symptoms worsened by about a point at both 24 to 72 hours and 7 days after injury. However, depressive symptom scores improved compared to baseline scores at return to play, 3 months, and 6 months after injury. While the average differences are small, Slightly more student-athletes may report depressive symptoms during the first week after a concussion. In the study, the researchers found that high school athletes reported more depressive symptoms acutely following a sports-related concussion, and the reported symptoms improved by their return to play. More research should be done, though, in this area because students may report feeling better in order to return to play. Furthermore, on average, the authors detected small changes about a point in depressive symptoms, which may not be clinically meaningful. However, the authors demonstrated that almost one in eight athletes reported depressive symptoms at baseline, and then almost twice as many student-athletes 
reported depressive symptoms seven days after a concussion. Screening for depressive symptoms at baseline and after a concussion could help identify students that would benefit from additional care. It should be noted that only 68% of the participants completed the 12-month visit. Since it's possible athletes could have dropped out due to depressive symptoms, larger studies may be needed to see who is likely to drop out of these type of studies and to assess the long-term prognosis after a concussion. Currently, medical professionals should be aware of common depressive symptoms that student-athletes can experience after a concussion. Furthermore, medical professionals should consider patient-reported outcome measures to identify athletes at risk of depression at baseline and or after an injury. This could lead to mental health evaluations or consultations to ensure an athlete's wellness. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week's most popular post was a Clinical Journal of Sport Medicine editorial on the emerging role of sports psychiatrists in the sports medicine team. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice CEUs, then please check out our six online evidence-based practice courses available through the Human Kinetics website. We'll have links to our summaries, the courses, and the editorial on our website and in our show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one and stay well.